Okay, so first episode. Woo! Um, I'm Jessica, and you are listening to Christian Mother Runner, Burning Off the Crazy. Um, so let me tell you a little about me. Um, I am 36, going to be 37 on November 3rd. Um, got three daughters, all of which are um, in school. Got a high schooler, a ninth grade, um, a fifth grader, and a first grader. And I am divorced and remarried and a big runner, also married to a runner. Um, so basically, I wanted to make this podcast to kind of just talk about the crap that us as moms, especially moms that really want to be fit and healthy and active, Um, Just the crap that we deal with, which um, let's be real, it's a lot. Um, So let me go back a little bit. I did not do anything athletic in high school. My idea of a good time was basically, or exercise was going to the club and dancing for hours on end, um, both before and after I was actually legally able to go to clubs. Um, And, you know, I didn't do sports. I didn't run. I didn't do anything. Um, I was very blessed to have great um, metabolism. Uh, sorry about it. But um, yeah, so I was anorexic looking and ate everything in sight. So fast forward, um, I get married to someone um, relatively quickly, um, short engagement, like got engaged after knowing each other for a couple months, got married after being engaged for only nine months. Um, really not somebody who ever thought I'd get married. So whew, that was a surprise. Um, and married someone who's the complete opposite of me which, you know, opposites attract, right? Yeah, it's crap. Um, so we get married and two years later we have baby number one. Um, and shortly after that, there's some things going on. Marriage is kind of rocky, but we push through because we're good old fashioned Christians and we don't get divorced. You know, we, we just, you just, you know, smile through the pain. So, um, Fast forward three years, um, baby number two, um, and shortly after that, um, my husband at the time proceeds to have an affair um, with my best friend of 10 years, yay, and um, basically that is kind of the beginning of the end. However, I still managed to stay married to him for another, I don't know, eight, nine years. So, um, anyways, we have two beautiful girls. Um, I'm just getting through day to day. Um, you know, like I said, smile through it. That's what good Christians do. Um, but anyways, I started finding fitness actually when my oldest was right at two. I, for the first time in my life was overweight. Um, and I really couldn't lose the weight. I'd gotten up to 185 pounds when my oldest was born. Um, and had, you know, been 105 when I graduated high school. So huge, huge difference for me. Um, and so the biggest, I think, challenge was I went from doing absolutely nothing and having no experience with exercise to like saying, okay, I'm going to eat healthy and I'm going to get fit and went out to the local Walmart and bought me, um, some DVDs and a step bench and like a five pound weight. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done. First two weeks in, vomiting like a beast. Like, for real, my body goes, what are you doing? This is, you're funny. You're going to die. I pushed through because I'm stubborn and I'm a Scorpio. And, you know, we kind of obsess about things and don't quit till we get get it done. So, um, fast forward, I got really fit. I got down to like 120 pounds. I was, you know, I'm not going to say eating healthy. I was eating less. Um, You know, but I was 
I was finally in a place where I kind of was happy with my body and my image and so on and so forth. Like I said, had baby number two shortly after that, was able to lose the weight really quickly, continued to try to maintain this healthy lifestyle. Um, and then finally I, for some crazy reason, because when your marriage is bad, what do you do? You just have more babies because that makes the most sense, right? Um, so we had baby number three, girl number three, um, and she is a spitfire and she is most definitely number three. So, um, we have her in 2012, um, after about a year of really battling with working and having her, um, being watched by, um, family and really seeing some concerns about that. Um, my husband at the time said, I think that I can take care of us financially. You quit your job. Um, so at the time it seemed like a real blessing and I was like all for it. And, um, fast forward a year later, um, he's having an ongoing affair for a year, unbeknownst to me. And, um, basically we, um, you know, we, we tried to work through it again. Um, and I did, I, st- I stuck with it for another couple years. Um, things got really bad after that. Um, a lot of manipulation, um, a lot of me coming to him about concerns and somehow getting twisted around. And I don't know about other women out there that, um, you know, abuse is not just physical. Um, and I say that because, you know, anyone that meets my ex-husband will be immediately drawn into him. He's a very charismatic. He's very, um, you know, he's got a very Southern charm about him. Um, but I just want to put it out there that, um, even the sweetest people on the surface can be the most deceiving. Um, you know, I battled a lot with coming to him about genuine concerns that like need to be discussed. And somehow I would walk away time and again in tears, literally thinking I'm the worst human being in the world and like thinking I did something wrong. Um, you know, I started to think that it was really my job to fix all things. You know, I didn't have a job. Um, I was dealing with three children. I was nannying other people's children in my house. Um, and you know, this was kind of the time frame that I found running. Um, I'd always been really physically active, so running wasn't necessarily hard for me, um, but it was something that I started doing, and I went, wow, I'm kind of good at it. Um, basically, in a year's time, I went from running um, a 5K in like 27 minutes to running a 5K in 20 minutes um, and some change. So, you know, it was something that became um, my passion and my obsession at the same time, Um, I was quite literally running away from my marriage. Um, Any opportunity, I had a chance to just get up at the butt crack of dawn and, um, you know, just run circles around my neighborhood was, um, you know, really freeing for me mentally and physically. Um, I had gotten back down in my weight quite a bit. Um, Not necessarily unhealthy, but I mean, I definitely definitely was probably my leanest. And, um, you know, but I was only happy on the run. I was only happy at the start line. I was only happy surrounded by the positive people that I came in contact with through running. Um, I hated being a mother at this point in my life. Um, you know, the idea of going home and dealing with the girls or dealing with my marriage or just dealing with life was just overwhelming. Um, to the point that like my mom, who's super intuitive anyways, but like she could tell, you know, she didn't know what was wrong. And actually at the time, at one point she kind of assumed I was having an affair just because I was only happy when I was not at home, which wasn't the case. Um, but you know, I had just kept basically my whole life secret from everyone. Um, nobody had any idea that I had been cheated on multiple times. Nobody had any idea, 
um, that I was, you know, just kind of hiding, um, basically emotional abuse, the ability to make me feel manipulated and belittled. And, um, you know, it's something that, you know, we want to put on a big smiley face. We want to make everyone outside think that we have it all together. And it's ironic because everyone that knew me, um, really thought I had it all together. If you came to my house, everything had a place and it was in that place. If you came over for a gathering, everything was done perfectly. Um, I just, I got really, really good at putting on a show. Um, and basically, um, and I, and I'm going to be hundred percent honest here. I, I did have feelings for someone who was not my spouse that I met through running. Um, and basically it was, a, a just because we shared an interest, um, and, you know, having that common, um, ground is a huge factor. Um, at the time I was married to someone who not only kind of belittled my, um, lifestyle and my want, want to be healthy and fit, but he also never supported it. Like, um, I would have multiple races and I'd have to ask my mom to watch my girls or bring my girls to the races because he wouldn't, or he wouldn't show up, you know, um, it was, it was a lot. Um, it was a lot going back and forth. And I feel like this podcast, I don't know how many people in the world have dealt with kind of being, um, put in that situation or treated that way or cheated on. And I'm sure there's more than I'm aware of. Um, but you, you just learn how to cope and you find coping mechanisms. And, um, so for me, it was running. And like I said, I had, um, met a lot of incredible people through running and I had met, um, my now husband through running. Um, at the time we had a friendship. Um, we, um, ended up running a couple long runs together. Um, and it was the first time that I opened up to somebody. Um, it was the first time, you know, that I really got a chance to tell somebody else what was happening in my house. Um, because, you know, when you, for me at least, the idea of telling family, whether it be his family or my family, um, there was this fear of them judging, judging me for the decision to live with that lifestyle, um, judging him for the decisions he made in our marriage. Um, you know, I didn't want that. Um, while I wasn't happy and, uh, and, and unrealizing I spent the last year basically turning off all my emotions, I still didn't love the idea of um, people knowing what was really happening. Um, so October of 14, um, you know, it was actually just a few weeks, um, after meeting David, um, I had an incident at home where my vehicle broke down and it's kind of, if you know, you hear the saying, the camel, you know, the straw that broke camel's back. And, and this was kind of it for me. Um, but I, my car messed up. Um, it was really something simple, like, um, the, the ignition switch wasn't working properly, but obviously if the ignition switch doesn't work, you can't turn your car over. So... Um, you know, went to my husband cause again, I'm not working at the time, um, you know, due, due to him. Um, and he's basically like, you don't need a car. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you mean? I don't need a car. Um, you know, I'm, I, I work full time. I mean, I'm, 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 work, I'm at home full time with the girls. I'm nannying other people's children, you know, part time. Um, you work 
as a fire department, fire station, and you're gone 24 hours a time. And then when you are off, you know, you're doing side jobs or this and that, and you're, you're not here. You know, I'm like, how, how can you say I don't need a car? And they're like, he's like, no, you, you want a car. A car is a necessity. I'm thinking I'm a grown woman, age 30. I've got a college education. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of this household inside and out. I mean, at this point I was doing all the lawn care. I was taking care of all the finances. I was taking care of the kids. I was making sure they got here and there, making sure we were fed. I mean, everything was my job. Um, his sole job was to basically make money. And honestly, sometimes he didn't even do that, you know, to the extent that we really needed it to be done. But, um, so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I need a car. I, this isn't a want, this is not a, you know, uh, um, this is a need. Um, and he insisted I didn't, um, and turned it around to, you want a car because you want to be able to run and you want to be able to go to races and you want to, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm like, um, I'm the one that gets all the groceries. I'm the one that takes the girls to and from school events and activities. And, um, you know, he's like, I can do all that. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you can't. Um, so this was kind of a moment of an aha moment. It was my aha moment. Um, my girls were there and kind of witnessed to him like yelling at me and cussing at me and, and going on and on about how I don't need a vehicle. And, um, this was just one of many instances where he would undermine me in front of these kids. And, um, you know, I had no voice. I had lost my voice in the house. I lost my voice to my kids. I mean, I had very little respect. Um, and so it was that moment that I was like, I'm done. Um, you know, and, and I think everyone has a point in their life. Um, you know, some have it in, you know, in high school, some have it in adulthood. Um, some have it after being married for 60 years. I mean, but, um, you know, I think everyone has a breaking point and I reached mine. Um, you know, I didn't have a job. I had an education. I, I was very capable of getting a job, but, you know, we lived in a house that I didn't love and was overcome with, you know, debt. And, um, and I basically went to my mom and I said, hey, I said, you know, I don't know what I need from you, but I need you to know what's going on. And, and I sat her down and I told her basically the tale of everything I had dealt with for the last, you know, 15 years roughly and in the marriage. And, um, you know, pretty much from the moment I said I do, I, I, we had a, a switch, a change, a flip, you know, flip of the switch in my husband and I's relationship. And, um, and she kind of, you know, initially really was taken aback and really struggled with the idea of me getting divorced because, you know, we are a, unfortunately, a generation of divorced women, um, you know, and, and, you know, I was, I married into a really great Christian family and I'm, and I married into the family that really, you know, brought God into my life. So the idea to her, um, you know, in that moment was really, jarring to think that my daughter's going to walk away from a 13 year, you know, 15 year marriage with a man that she has three children with that, you know, she was, you know, founded through God and, um, and, you know, and I did too, but I think for me, um, I was done. Um, so within the week, um, I sat him down and basically told him I wanted a divorce. Um, I knew in my mind that it wasn't, I want to work on our marriage. I want to go to counseling. You know, we had, um, had so many instances where we tried to work through things. Um, and, and always I got the promise. It's going to be better. I'm going to change. And then within weeks or months or maybe even a year, um, you know, the habits returned and, and things like that. And, um, so that was 
a huge transition for me and my kids. Um, initially I was still at the house. I kind of had kicked him out he was living with his parents. Um, and he was devastated and he was in denial. And, and the funny thing was, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know if other people feel this, but the funny thing was when I said it almost instantly, I could breathe again. Um, when I said it almost instantly, I, um, I knew that I was doing the right thing. Um, I had no emotion. I never cried. Um, you know, it's, it, it really, I, I was at that point and I could honestly look at him and, and, and sadly say I had no love loss at all. Um, I, when I looked at him, he felt like a stranger. Um, when I looked at him, I felt like, um, you know, I almost felt disgusted. Um, and it was tough. It was tough to think to somebody I had built a life with was basically, um, complete stranger. So, um, the next several months were rough and that is an understatement. Um, I, you know, continued friendships with the people that I had found in life. Um, and they were super supportive. Um, while it, initially my mom struggled with being supportive, she kind of, you know, turned it around. Um, his family pretty much hated me. Um, we're fast forwarding right now today, you know, for, for more than four years later, just about coming on four years. Um, so, you know, they've really come to terms with it. And, and I think even to an extent kind of understand, um, which I think initially for them, especially the first couple of years was super hard because, um, I was married to their son and they did not see, you know, I, I was in, and come to find out I was kind of keeping it together for him. Um, he's not great at communicating with his family. He's not great at communicating with other people and and maintaining friendships and relationships. And I was kind of the, um, the glue for that. Um, when people couldn't get him, they reached out to me. Um, so, and, and, and that was a, a big stressor for me too. Like I was responsible not only for myself and for maintaining relationships for myself, but I was responsible for maintaining relationships for him. Um, so, you know, a part of this podcast too, for me is not only to kind of get my feelings out and like, you know, for me kind of be therapeutic in that respect. Um, but also, you know, and to help others, of course, that have kind of dealt with similar situations or are going through a really tough separation or divorce or breakup or, you know, or a life transition. Because, I mean, it's so amazing how changing one element of your life totally alters your path. And, but it's also about the fact that um, about four years later, today, um, while I had gone through so much and I had been so good at like hiding my emotions and, you know, putting on a happy face. Um, it wasn't until life was great, um, that my body basically started to say otherwise. Um, so, you know, and I'll get into that more later, but, um, so let me kind of go back. So, um, two years, I think roughly, went, went on, um, where there was a lot of back and forth. Um, my kids were initially really angry at me, um, particularly my oldest, um, especially the first six months. Um, she didn't understand why I was doing this. You know, her biggest thing was, you know, we go to church and people in church, you know, we don't just get divorced. And, um, so for her, it was, 
that was probably the biggest challenge. I'm trying to understand why mom would do this because in, in their eyes, this was mom's doing. Um, but that January, um, I managed to find a, a home. Um, you know, it's one of these things that while, you know, a lot of people think that I took God out of my life, I felt like I was really, um, asking for guidance and he answered at every turn. Um, I had really come to terms with the fact I didn't want to be the one to keep the house. I didn't want the debt. I didn't want to be kind of trapped in that location. Um, I worked in another area or I'd gotten a job and I was working in another area and a lot of the things I had done were in like that area and beyond um, going the opposite direction. And I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm stuck in this one spot. Um, and a part of me didn't want to live in the house where all these memories were created and kind of destroyed at the same time. Um, you know, call me superstitious in that respect, but I just, I just didn't want that reminder daily. Um, so I opted to let him keep the house. Um, I had kind of put it out there that I was really in need for a home that was reasonable, still in the kids' school district at the time, because at the time I was going to kind of stay in the area. Um, but I just, I needed to separate myself from the house and I needed to create my own home and feel stable and feel like I could do this. Um, and immediately someone in the area was like, Hey, um, my mom's renting her house. It's available $800 a month, which the location we're at, that was perfect. Um, so of course I immediately, you know, took her up on it. We moved in, you know, first of the year. Um, and kind of try to our best to create a normalcy, um, like anybody does when um, going through a divorce. Um, you know, the year that followed was full of emotional roller coasters. Um, I had really started to um, pursue running more. Um, had actually ran my first marathon shortly after I'd asked for the divorce. Um, but I spent the next year just overwhelmed with a lot of emotion and kind of pushing my body past the point of no return and, and in return got injured again and again, um, from straining my Achilles almost to the port of tearing it, um, to 12 weeks later, tearing my right gastroc muscle and, um, bleeding out the next day in internally in my leg and, you know, thinking I'm, you know, having some kind of, um, blood clot or something insane like that. Um, but, and, and there's actually on my blog, which there's a link in the website, um, on here. Um, but on my blog, I actually write about, you know, these, these moments and I really get into a lot of the emotions I was feeling, but, um, and there's actually images of, um, what my leg looked like the next day, which was awful. But, um, you know, my body was basically kind of asking me to slow down because I had been going, going, going for so long, um, just trying to keep afloat. And my body is like, no, it's time to take a break. Um, so running was my mental escape. And at the time, I was dealing with a lot of emotions. Um, as I said, you know, I'd met Dave earlier in this process. Um, and we had maintained a friendship. Um, but, it, you know, I'm going through a divorce. Um, he, in turn, was going through a divorce. Um, and it got really complicated. And we just kind of, um, you know, that was an extra emotional thing that um, just, you know, Honestly, some days I didn't need. Um, so about midway through the year, um, I kind of found my ground and like, you know, I'd gotten a job that was a little more stable and was offering me a better income. And, um, you know, I was also pursuing a um, personal training um, certification because I really thought that was something I wanted to pursue down the road. And I was really trying to 
you know, be more me focused and, um, you know, and still while taking care of my girls, um, and, you know, dealing with things with them with like having to be in and out of therapy and, um, you know, and trying to help them transition and, and so on and so forth. So, um, that first year was just really tough. And I remember, um, just trying to get through each day. Um, so that's kind of a background, pretty brief, pretty, pretty rushed, but a, a background on, um, kind of where I came from and then where I got to, um, and it's not, it's not funny yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I swear that life gets really funny later, but, um, this sounds kind of sad right now. (laughs) I'm not sad. I'm really happy. Um, anyways, so, um, I am going to kind of stop here. Um, this is kind of gets you to a point of, okay, this chick has a jacked life. Great. She sounds super fun to follow. Um, but again, I t- hope you check back in um, when I post my next um, clip so that you can kind of, um, one, hear when I actually do say something funny, and two, so you can kind of get more insight on um, just the way I got through a really challenging time, and I hope that it helps other people get through a really challenging time. So thanks for listening. Um, Again, this is Jessica, and this is Christian Mother Running, Burning the Crazy Off.